the Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right, let's look at 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Now here's a book of 66 books written by 40 different authors over a very large span of time. Most of these authors did not know one another. They were not contemporary with each other. And uh, yet we have an intricate system that dovetails with itself in every respect, prophetically, historically, doctrinally, and practically speaking. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, given by the Holy Ghost through holy men of God. God revealed himself through this book. Sixty-six books, forty different authors, Old Testament, New Testament. Now, does the well-taught Mormon believe the same thing? Obviously not. Let's see what Mormonism teaches about the Bible. In fact, one of the accusations that is often made by the Mormon critic of Scripture is that it has many, to quote Joseph Smith, plain and precious parts removed. In fact, Joseph Smith said that he believed the Bible as it was read when it came, quote, from the pen of the original writers, unquote. He also claimed that ignorant translators, careless transcribers, or designing and corrupt priests have, quote, committed many errors, unquote. What we're going to find is the Book of Mormon has many errors within itself, historical inaccuracies. First uh, Nephi chapter 13, I'm going to read from the Book of Mormon. And in First Nephi chapter 13 and verses 26 and 27, says this, And after they go forth by the hand of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, from the Jews unto the Gentiles, thou seest the formation of that great and abominable church, which is most abominable above all other churches. For behold, they have taken away from the gospel of the Lamb many parts which are plain and most precious, and also many covenants of the Lord have they taken away. And all this have they done that they might pervert the right ways of the Lord, that they might blind the eyes and harden the hearts of the children of men. Over and over again in the Book of Mormon, this accusation is leveled at the Scripture that there are portions of Scripture missing that should be in there. Uh, in the Articles of Faith by Talmadge, Article of Faith number 8, starts out like this in chapter 13. Under the subject of the Holy Bible, it says, We believe the Bible to be the Word of God. Pretty good so far, right? Now watch this little postscript. 
as far as it is translated correctly. Does that have a familiar ring to it? We won't get off on that subject, will we? We believe the Bible to be the Word of God as far as it is translated correctly. Now, here's the arrogance of all of this in the extreme. Later on in the next chapter, also under Article 8, it goes on to say, we also believe the Book of Mormon to be the Word of God. No postscript. Okay? So what you have here is you've got a book that's the Word of God so far as it's translated correctly. And Lord only knows what's been translated correctly and what hasn't. But this book is the Word of God. All right? Already, which book is more important in Mormon theology? Is it this book here, the Bible? Or is it this book here, the Book of Mormon? It's the Book of Mormon. All right? So next time the Mormon missionary comes knocking at your door and says, oh yeah, we believe the Bible too, you take that with a grain of salt. Okay? You take that with a grain of salt. Because that is not the official position. The official position is that your Bible is inferior to their Book of Mormon. And that's a bait-and-switch tactic. That's to show you a commonality. Oh, yeah, we have this in common. Let us in. Let's study. But what they really want to express to you is that this is the full revelation of God. And this has no mistakes in it. We're going to show some obvious errors in this book. And there are many others that you can look up in your own, at, at your own leisure. But um, that, that's really the official position. Now, Second um, Nephi in the Book of Mormon, chapter 29, says, Thou fool that shall say a Bible, we have got a Bible, and we need no more Bible. So according to Mormon theology, according to the Book of Mormon, if you believe this book, this King James Bible from Genesis to Revelation, Incidentally, they use the King James Bible. If you believe that from Genesis to Revelation, and you say, I don't need any more Bible, this is a complete book, like the Bible within itself internally tells you it is, then according to Mormon theology and according to the Book of Mormon, then you're a fool. Now, that's their official position. Now, what they tell you initially when they knock on the door and come to your house may be something else, but that's their official position. Now let's talk about the Book of Mormon for a couple of minutes. The Book of Mormon claims to be a book much like the Bible. It's supposed to cover a period of time from 600 B.C. to A.D. 421. It is a series of books telling of the life and descendants of a man who supposedly lived, whose name was Lehi, who was a man of Jerusalem. It's a series of claimed revelations and historical accounts given by men during this 1,000-year period of time. Joseph Smith said that he was told about the book by God who directed him to find it and translate it from the golden plates upon which it had been written. The work of translation was accomplished by Joseph Smith wearing divine glasses. And uh, he looked through these glasses at the golden plates in a hat. Plates were down in a hat, and he used the glasses to translate the plates. And as he translated the material and had it recorded by his scribe to God's satisfaction, the image in the glasses would fade away, and a new image would come into its place. Now that is his testimony. 
I'm not making that up. Sounds a little bizarre, doesn't it? Right away, if you're thinking, you ought to be suspicious. You ought to be suspicious. Now, the remarkable thing about the Bible is that though it comes from ancient times, its, accurately has, its accuracy has been perfectly preserved for us. We know that. But when checking into just two editions of the Book of Mormon, it's shocking to find that it contains nearly 4,000 changes. Uh, for the most part, these are not serious theological errors, but errors of grammar, chronology, and uh, general evidences of ignorance. Some have blamed these errors on a printer, but certainly one must have been hard up to find a printer if you would have been willing to accept a book that had an average of 7.6 errors on each side of each page. It's also interesting that with a, with a prophet around, so-called, it still took until 1921 to get most of the errors out of the text of the Book of Mormon. The errors are consistent in form, thoroughly integrated throughout the whole, and definitely not of a type we would blame on the printer. And since it was supposedly translated by the prophet with God's help, we would expect it to be, as Joseph Smith said it was, the most correct book on earth, but it is not. I'm going to read to you out of the Book of Mormon from Alma chapter 7. And in Alma, Alma chapter 7 and verse 10 we read, And behold, he, speaking of Christ, shall be born of Mary at Jerusalem. Is that where Christ was born? Alma chapter 7, verse 10, And behold, we shall, he shall be born of Mary at Jerusalem, which is the land of our forefathers, she being a virgin, a precious and chosen vessel, who shall be overshadowed and conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost and bring forth a son, yea, even the Son of God. Uh, there are other works that have been done that deal completely with the textual problems of the Book of Mormon. And uh, it's interesting to note that such a work as the Book of Mormon would have 3,913 changes from the first until the present edition. If such textual problems were found with the Bible, it would leave serious doubts as to its inspiration. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. 
And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.